The following podcast is from Doxa Church in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. For more information about Doxa Church, please visit us online at www.doxachurch.org. Well, it's Christmas Eve, and uh, there's been a lot of activity at my house today, and uh, it's gotten a little bit you know, just a little bit stressful probably a couple of times throughout the day, just trying to get everything done and trying to figure out how we're going to get everything done. We thought we were ahead of the game, and now, like, you get into the middle of the game, and you're like, like, there's, like, bombs going off all around. You're like, what's going on? I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. And, and it's easy for Christmas to get away from you a little bit, isn't it? Like, like, it, like it's, like, we, we want our, everything to be right, don't we? Like, like we want our, our families to be right. Like we, we picture like kids in PJs and sipping hot cocoa and drinking eggnog and hanging out with each other and everyone's smiling and the fire crackling and, and, and we, we desire for that to be perfect, for it to be right. We want our relationships to be right. We want our gifts to be just right. We, we want our gatherings to be right and have that feeling. We want our decorations to be right, right? Like, like, like I, we had a, a, Megan and I had this little kind of uh, difference of opinion on h- how much decoration goes on the outside of the house. I'm a little bit of a Scrooge on this. And, and we got this, uh, we added to the small little decorating that we did. We put a, a, a snowman in our front yard uh, earlier this week. And, and that, that wind that came up the other day, like he's all broken and he was like face down to luck. There'd been a drive-by snowman shooting I mean, Christmas. It's kind of ugly, like, but we want everything to be just right. And for most of us though, it ends up at some point falling apart, doesn't it? Or, or maybe you're like that type A, like hold it together person, and you are just by sheer force of your organizational will and strength of willpower, you are like holding this whole Christmas thing together, but inside it may feel like, hey, I'm kind of falling apart right now. And that way, Christmas is really kind of a microcosm of the rest of life, isn't it? Like, maybe your life is different than my life, but, but to, for me, like, like even like I can never just kind of get it all together. I can't get everything right at the same time. Like I start to, it's sort of like carrying a load of. Ever try to carry a load of laundry? Play this game like out out of the dryer, and you're trying. Megan's like, when did you do that last? But you carry a load of laundry out of the dryer uh, to the living room to to, and you're like, and you're trying to get it all in one load, but you're carrying it and like a a sock falls out, and then you got the sock, and then underwear falls out, and you're you're trying to hold it all together. Sometimes doesn't life feel like that? Like you want it to be right, but it's just like something's just falling off. Like I can't just quite get there. It's always out of reach. It might be heightened at Christmas, this feeling, this expectation, and this pressure, but don't we feel it with life in general? Don't we? You feel this like sense like it needs to be right. Right here in God, this passage, this is the announcement. Know the passage like Linus says it right every year. And on glory to God in the highest, this is the announcement that the angels make. And on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Is this, is this word peace that we don't really quite get just by reading it here or just by singing about it in the songs. Because 
when you and I think about peace, and in our mindset, our Western mindset, we kind of tend to think about peace is something that we don't want being removed, right? So like no war, no strife. Like if you take something away, then I get to have peace. We have this sort of sense that it's a negative picture that peace equals not having something, right? Like if this could be removed, then I would finally be able to have peace. If we could get rid of this dog that keeps waking me up in the middle of the night, like then I could finally have peace. Whatever it is for you, you think like if I cannot have that, I could have peace. But this biblical concept of peace is actually way bigger. It actually runs way deeper. It's a big enough idea that would make angels to come out and sing in the middle of the night to shepherds. This idea of peace that we see in the Bible is this, is this, the reason it's such a big deal is this, this feeling that we are all chasing all of our lives. It's this feeling that means wholeness or rightness or well-being. See, we all, every single, I, don't, I may not know you, but I know one thing about the deepest longing of your soul this evening. That with the deepest longing of your soul, you long for this sense of well-being and wholeness and rightness. You long for peace because it is what you were created for. The problem is we can never quite get it, can we? It's always elusive. Except that's the whole point of Christmas. Except the whole point of Christmas is that Christmas means that now peace is available to us. It means that actually, not just is it available to us, but it means that peace has come to us. And it means that the whole arc of history now is bent toward peace. The whole arc of history is going to culminate one day in peace ruling and reigning. So you see why it would be a big deal, right? You would see why it would be a big enough deal to get angels to sing and shepherds to rejoice. If you get a better, better picture, a better idea of what is meant by peace here, then it starts to make a little more sense. But it, it can also be a little bit confusing, right? Like why this announcement to at this time, in the middle of the night, to a group of shepherds, and what has actually changed that would cause these angels to sing and these shepherds to rejoice? Well, let's, let's look at this. If you have your Bible, you can turn to it. We have some Bibles underneath the chairs there. It's on page 857 of those black Bibles, by the way. You can look in verse 13, and suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, so praise and honor and worship to God, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. So the, the whole picture here is that you, there is a big deal going on because unto you, he, the angel says before this, is born in the city of David a Savior, and because of that, because of the Savior has come, then peace among those with whom God is pleased. But here's the problem. Or here's, the re here's the problem and the reason it's such a big deal. The, it's such a big deal and it was a problem because, you see, God was not pleased beforehand. Peace on earth among those with whom he is pleased. 
See, God hadn't been pleased with man ever since the beginning, the first man and woman, Adam and Eve, since they disobeyed, not just disobeyed God, but they committed treason against God. And that treasonous gene has been passed down generation after generation after generation directly to you. And so the Bible tells us, the story of the, of the scripture tells us that we are by nature sinners, a treasoner, uh, we are by nature ready, ready in our souls, a seed of treason in our souls when we are, when we are first born. We are na- sinners by nature and then each of us are sinners by choice. Every single one of us has sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Every single one of us not only disobeyed him, but has committed treason against him. And so therefore, can you see like how that would be, how he would not be pleased with that? See, that treason created separation between us and God, and that separation resulted in death and darkness. And so you see the beautiful picture here of why the angels appeared to shepherds in the middle of the night. Because you and I are stuck by nature in our own darkness. And the beauty of Christmas is that peace has come to our death and to our darkness. See, here's the truth. I can't make my own peace. And neither can you. None of us are capable of it. None of your goodness can earn it. Do you hear that? Like, have you ever tried to like, hey, if I could just be good enough, like maybe I could have peace. If I could be the, a good enough person, maybe I would finally have peace. But you can never get good enough, can you? It's sort of like you're in a pit that's 100 feet deep, and you might be able to build a ladder. You might be able to get it 50 feet. If you're way better than me, which is not hard, you might get it 75, 80, 90 feet, and you can see the rim, but you can never be good enough to get over that lump. That, that you can never get, get over that ridge. You can get close, but it's always, you can never get far enough because we are sinners by nature and by choice. Your goodness cannot earn it, and your controlling can't keep it. Have you ever had one of those moments like where we're like, Maybe it was a Christmas, and, and you're like, man, everything right now, at this very moment, is right. And then you want to, like, like people start to do their own thing, and you want to control things and make it happen so you can control your peace. And the harder you grasp, the harder you clutch, doesn't it even get more and more elusive, that peace? Your goodness can't earn it. Your controlling can't keep it. And your self-improvement can't develop it. There's no way you can develop yourself enough so that you gain peace. Again, you might feel it for a moment, but it slips away, doesn't it? None of your achieving can win it. No matter what you do, no matter how many rings you put on your finger, no matter how many trophies you have in your case, no matter what you do, you can't have done, have achieved enough, have done enough to win peace. Don't we hear this all the time with athletes? Like these absolutely best in the world athletes who win a championship and enjoy it for a minute, your achieving can't win it. The harder you try to make peace for yourself, actually the less peaceful you become. Haven't you experienced that? 
the harder you try to make peace for yourself, the less peaceful you become. In fact, the very actions that you do to try to win peace for yourself end up actually adding fuel to the fire. The very, you're, the, you're very trying to be good enough and control the people and circumstances around you or develop yourself or achieve actually adds fuel to the fire. Have you guys seen that viral video that went around uh, um, of this guy who's deciding to, for some reason, pour gasoline on a fire in his backyard, and then the, the fire shoots up the stream of gasoline and hits the jug, and it starts to, to, to burn, and he throws it away to try to save himself, and it actually ends up like lighting the rest of his backyard on fire. Any of you guys seen that? That's really what most of us do when we try, all of us do when we try, the very thing that we're trying to do to bring peace to ourselves actually makes it worse and worse. Don't you always feel that? Like everything around you is always tainted. Like everything that you touch ends up spoiled around you. And, and you and I, here's what we tend to do. Tell me that if I get to see what or who can I blame? What or who can I find that is around me that if I get them away, if I get this situation away, if I get out of this job, out of this house, out of this city, if I get out of this marriage, out of this whatever the case may be, then finally I will have peace. If, I can be, if that can be removed from me, I can have peace. But here's the reason that we never find it, because the problem is me. The problem is you. It's, it's inside us. It's like, this, it's like there's ink on our hands, and that's what's constantly spoiling the thing around us, and we can never find the right thing to blame to take it away because the problem is in me, it's in my soul. If, you see, here's the, the truth. If I'm not right with the one who created me, then I won't be right in my relationship with myself, and I won't be right with my relationship with other people around me. They will never be right, no matter how hard I try. I won't be able to view myself correctly. I won't be able to view you guys correctly. I won't be able to view my wife and my kids correctly. And there, so there will always be a lack of peace in our relationships and in our lives if I'm not right with the one who created me. You see, the problem is you and I by nature are out of harmony with the one who created us. Harmony is this combination of simultaneously sounding musical notes that are arranged in order to produce a pleasing sound. I found that in a dictionary because I am not musical at all and I have no idea how to be harmonious. If, if I were to, to, Dale kind of taught me how to do this, if I were to have Jamin belt out for you guys the first two lines of, <coughs> excuse me, of O Holy Night, and then I try to do it for you guys. You would see that no amount of music lessons, voice lessons, studying that I can do, I might get better, but I am never gonna be able to have a harmonious voice that sings along well with other people. I mean, I sing passionately. I've been described as a very passionate singer. We were at a, a, a service earlier uh, last week with some friends of ours in Charleston and, and we're singing Christmas carols and I'm singing with gusto and the kids are sitting over behind, beside me and the, the, like our friend's kid, like nine-year-old kid, starts laughing at me during the singing of the song. I can't get myself in harmony because I lack the ability. I would need a miracle to happen for someone to come and give me a new voice if I'm gonna be able to sing in harmony. 
So you see, that's what peace is. Peace isn't something being taken away from around me. It's not things being made right around me. Peace is me being made right. Peace is me being put into harmony with the conductor of the universe. So you see why the announcement came to shepherds? See, shepherds were considered untrustworthy. Their testimony was not even allowed in court. There was a saying at the time, this time, that if you were missing something, if something was stolen from your house, you'd probably find it in the hands of a shepherd. And yet it was to them, not to the religious authorities and not to the powerful, it was to them that the announcement came that peace has come. That's why the angels wondered and they sang. Because they had no ability to make themselves right. They needed God to come and make them right. See, peace means the ceasing of hostilities between God and me. And between me and God. That sense of me not being, of God not being pleased with me and never being able to be good enough is true and right. But here's the good news is that the reason that Jesus came, the reason peace came is so that he could be pleased with you again. The reason peace came was to cease hostilities between God and me. That's what peace is. God is pleased with you. Look, you may have never... You may have felt, for whatever reason in your life, that you can never be good enough, that you've never been able to please the people around you. Maybe you could never please your parents, maybe you could never achieve, and you're like, I can never be good enough. Here's the beautiful truth of Christmas. He was good enough for you, and he loves you exactly the way that you are. He came for you exactly the way they are. He did, God does not love a better version of you. He loves you right where you are and who you are. Isn't that good news? That's, that's news that would make angels sing. Hostility is ended between God and between me. And here's also the good news is that peace is not just something that, not something I could do, and it's not even just something that was done for me, though it certainly was, that peace is a person. Peace is Jesus Christ, the God-made man. He, that, his, his, that he himself is my peace. In Ephesians 2, it says that he himself is our peace. So it's not just our work. It's not our striving. It's not even something that just that Jesus did, but it's he himself, Jesus Christ himself. The fact that he came as a baby, that he grew and lived a perfect life, that he died a sacrificial death and is now seated at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for his fellow believers, for his brothers and sisters, that is peace. He himself is your peace. And here's the truth. You get God, then that is what you have been searching for your whole life. This sense of peace, this idea that, and I need things to be right, it's not just that things need to be right between me and God, but that I'm longing for my, I'm longing for him to know him, to enjoy him and glorify him forever. Peace is the hope of, of change and wholeness in our relationships. It is peace. It is God himself coming. It is Christmas that is the hope for your marriage and for the hope of your family and the hope of your broken friendships. It is the hope of the world. 
There is no, no political system, no economic system that humanity has yet found that will bring peace. There is only one, and it's Jesus Christ. Us being united and made right to him is the hope of us being right with each other. Peace has come. Christmas is the story of that, and it is the taste of heaven on earth now. This is the beauty of Christmas, that to those who believe in Christ, peace has come to our hearts. Jesus Christ himself has come to our hearts in here and now. This world, as broken and as dark as it may be, I can have a, a taste, a foretaste, an appetizer of peace, the, the peace that is to come. It's a taste of heaven now. And it's the certainty that one day all things will be made right. Doesn't that, shouldn't that fill us with hope tonight? The world is hard. Life for everybody is hard, but some of you guys have lived an unimaginably hard life. And here's the good news of Christmas. If he came once, peace will come again. And he won't come as a babe across the whole new heaven and the new earth. And peace is a gift. There's nothing you could do to earn it. There's nothing those shepherds did to earn it. It is simply a free gift. But who is this gift for? Who's this gift for? Because here's the, the, the sad part of the Christmas story is that though peace has come, we don't all automatically get it, right? This night, when the angels appeared to the shepherds and announced the coming of peace, there were many people asleep in, Jerusalem, in Bethlehem who would keep on sleeping. As they left, it says that the shepherds told people what had happened. There would be people, it is not a big city, it's a small town, there would, everyone by the next day would have heard what had happened to the shepherds. Everyone would have heard, even if they didn't believe that, if they thought, those shepherds, they're crazy, if they, they would have heard the story that a, a young couple had come and a, a, the woman had given birth in a barn. They would have seen her around the village the next few days. They would have known a baby has come and they would have heard all this news. They would have had all the information in order to put it together and yet only the shepherds responded. There would be many people who would see this boy as he would grow up. They would know of his sterling reputation. They would be amazed by his teaching. They would be awed by his miracles, but not everyone would respond like the shepherds. On earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Or the NIV, another translation says, peace among those on whom his favor rests. Some of you here this night, and you're like, my heart longs for that peace that you're talking about. I am so tired. Randy, I am here tonight, and I'm not just tired because I've been having the rap presence. I am tired in the very core of my being. Who is this peace for? It's for every person who hears and responds like the shepherds did with faith and worship. 
They responded in faith. They believed, even though, think about this. He was just a baby. He hadn't done anything yet. He hadn't believed the testimony of God that he was their savior, that they needed one and that he was their savior. And they worshiped him, this baby, as their Lord and their God. And tonight, you can receive that peace if you respond like those shepherds in faith and in worship to believe that he is who he says he was, that he has done what he said he was going to do, that he is peace and he is God incarnate and he deserves your undying worship. Christmas brings peace, and this peace is all of grace. It's all of grace. You know what grace is? It's unmerited favor. It's a miraculous gift that can't be earned and can't be made to happen. Think about the characters in the story. The announcement came to Mary. She, she could not have made herself pregnant. Not miraculously. The, the announcement came to Joseph. He simply had to respond. The announcement came to the shepherds. Hey, this is what I'm doing. It was revealed to the wise men. These people had nothing to do in order to make it happen. God simply announced, this is what I am doing. This is the good news, and all you have to do is respond accordingly. That's the amazingly, amazingly great good news, great news of great joy of Christmas. Peace has come when we could not earn it, and all we have to do is to respond by believing and worshiping Christ come, peace incarnate to us. And as we do, we know that if he came one time, he, what? he will come again, and he will make all all things right. He will undo all wrong that has been done. Man, that's something to celebrate at Christmas. I'm going to pray for us, and we are going to celebrate together his first coming and anticipate his next coming by partaking of communion together this evening. Now, we're going to have two lines. You come up from the outside. There'll be a station on each side. You take the cracker, the matzo bread, and you, you dip it into the juice, and then you can return back this way. Feel free to come as you see fit, as the band comes forward. Father, you saw us in our darkness, but you did not leave us there. That is the amazingly great news of Christmas. Father, help us to respond accordingly. Maybe for those of us who don't know you, that tonight would be the night. And God, for those that do, that you would, that you would stir our hearts and souls afresh with the truth that you have come. In the name of Christ we pray. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Doxa Church. We are so glad that you took the time to join us today. At Doxa, we exist to make disciples who joyfully worship Jesus with their whole lives. We invite you to join us 
Doxa Church meets at 10 a.m. every Sunday at River Oaks Elementary School. For more information about Doxa Church, please visit us online at www.doxachurch.org.